a stark reality check on what the NBA draft actually yields. Next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, and this is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Today, we go through 15 years of NBA draft data, breaking players into MVP, All-NBA, starter, rotation, partial, play in and out, non-impact. And the outcome of what you think your picks will yield is pretty dramatic. Plus, we'll look at the green room invites. Always a good indicator of where the draft is heading. I watched some Leonard Miller, some Keontae George, some more Anthony Black. I've got some real thoughts on the G League, and if we get to it, we'll talk about John Hollinger's free agent rankings. If not, we'll do that tomorrow. I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, Lots of geeky numbers, hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day. We are free and available on all podcasting apps as well as on YouTube. Thank you very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. And thank you to the everydayers out there who join us each and every day. Largely populate the YouTube chat room and do all sorts of great things for the program. Super appreciate you uh, and glad to have you aboard. All right. Today's show, by the way, is brought to you in part probably should have this for you by game time game time the create your account use the code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's game time so i've gotten super frustrated listening to nba draft coverage um because everyone's going to be great and it's just fundamentally not true And quite honestly, a little bit of this self-preservation because what I'm bothered by is that when I suddenly say I don't see something or I'm concerned about a player, then all of a sudden I'm a hater. When the truth is, I'm the only one I've heard, this is a little boastful now, being realistic. Like, I don't see it on Anthony Black. Like, I just don't. I might be wrong. Probably I'm wrong. The scouts are probably right. I, I don't, Jerese Walker's super interesting to me, but like, he's a great passer, great ball facility, but like, I don't think he's a great shooter. I'm not sure he can beat guys one-on-one. His size isn't, like, I'm not sure. And the reality and the truth is that's how players should be kind of looked at, frankly, is that they might not make it because most of them don't. So let me give you what I've done here. There are a bunch of guys I really like too. Don't misunderstand. But let's look, let's take, for example, just so you have the idea of what, of of how this works. It's super subjective, but let's go to the 2017 NBA draft. So I look at the top picks. I look at all the picks and I've broken them down into MVP, all NBA, which is a little more than just an all-star starter rotation, partial, like you pop in and out of the rotation and non-impact. So the first five picks 
of the NBA draft in 2017 were Markel Fultz, starter, Lonzo Ball, starter, injuries crushing, Jason Tatum, MVP, Josh Jackson, non-impact, De'Aaron Fox, All-NBA. I gave him the All-NBA bump after this year. Okay, so those top five picks, I have an MVP and All-NBA and two starters. Six through ten. Jonathan Isaac, I said rotation. Might Someone probably could say starter. Injuries have been crushing. Lowry Markkinen, I gave All-NBA. That might be generous. Frank Nilakina, I put in as... Uh, wrote as non-impact. Dennis Smith Jr., non-impact. Zach Collins, rotation. We go to 11 through 15. Malik Monk, I put in as starter. Luke Kennard, I put in, excuse me, I put Malik Monk as rotation. Luke Kennard, I put in rotation. That might be harsh. Both those guys have started a little bit. I don't think you're really... Malik Monk's a six man. Luke Kennard's a six man. Donovan Mitchell, All NBA. Bam Adebayo, All NBA. Justin Jackson, non impact. Sixteen through twenty. Justin Patton, non impact. DJ Wilson, non impact. TJ Leaf, non impact. John Collins, wrote starter. Harry Giles, non impact. Four of the five. Sixteen through twenty. Four of the five, right there. Non impact. No one's talking about that. No one's talking about that. Okay, 21 through 25, Terrence Ferguson, non-impact. Jared Allen, starter. OG Ananobi, starter. Tyler Linden, non-impact. Andreas, somebody or other I've never heard of, non-impact. 16 through 30, Caleb Swanigan, non-impact. Kyle Kuzma, starter. Tony Bradley, non-impact. Derek White, starter. Josh Hart, starter. Right? Like you generally would agree with this. Oh, those second round picks. Frank Jackson, Devon Reed, Wes Nduato, Frank Ma- uh, Mason, Ivan Rabb, Jonathan Bolden, Semi Ojale, Jordan Bell, Juwan Evans, Dwayne Bacon, taking looking at picks 31 through 40, all 10 non-impact. 41 through 60, Tyler Dorsey, Thomas Bryant, Thomas Bryant starter. Or I think I had rotation. Isaiah Harkenstein, rotation. Dwayne De- Dotson, Dylan Brooks, starter. Sterling Brown, rotation. The next 15 guys, non-impact. That's the reality. So here are the numbers on the draft. Let me start with this one. When we Just get this out of the way. When we have the little love fest about second-round picks, 85% of picks from 41 to 60 are non-impact. of picks from 31 to 40 are not impact. Okay, so second-round draft picks are like a joke. That's why people trade seven of them. Here's the reality. Picks one, uh, you want to, Jazz want NBA starters in this pick, in this draft. Picks one through five, 63% of the players are at least a starter. So they could be MVP, All-NBA, or starter. Six through 10, 36% of the players drafted become a starter. 11 through 15, 35% become a starter. 16 through 20, 23 become a starter. I'm just sitting on that one for a second. 16 through 20, we have a 16th pick of the draft. 23 become a 
26% become a starter. 21 through 25, 25 become a starter. 20%, 25 through 30, 23 become a starter. First 10 picks of the second round, 12%. Second 20 picks, 3%. Okay. From the 16th pick on in the draft, 16 through 30, second half of the first round, you have a 23% chance of getting a starter. So for all the love we're hearing for all these guys, you have a chance in the second half of the draft, three or four players will be starters. Okay, that's that's the numbers. Three or four will become starters. From picks six through 15, which is where we're sitting generally, kind of, if you want to be optimistic because we're on the high end, 35% become starters. So three or four. Just three or four of the players between six and 15 become starters. So if I go to Kevin O'Connor's, done a great job on the ringer, mock draft, three or four of these players become starters. Taylor Hendricks, Jerese Walker, Cam Whitmore, Kaysen Wallace, Anthony Black, Keontae George, Grady Dick, Derek Lively, Kobe Bufkin, Bilal Kulba. Three, maybe four, are starters. You know how many of those are all-stars? About 10%. So one. Who's the one all-star? Maybe Cam Whitmore? Taylor Hendricks, Therese Walker, Cam Whitmore, Kaysen Wallace, Anthony Black, Keontae George, Grady Dick, Derek Lively, Kobe Bufkin, Lel Koulibaly. Which Who's the all-star? This is not what you're told, like how we're playing. Picks six through 10, you get a starter just 36% of the time. YouTube conversation, who's the starter? So six through 10, 33, 36, we'll call it, you'll get two, right? Two out of five is 40%. Let's call it a good draft. We'll get two. Who are your two starters here? Taylor Hendricks, Jerese Walker, Cam Whitmore, Kaysen Wallace, Anthony Black. So a little bit to my defense for a second, when I like talk about, like, I don't see it on Jerese Walker, Anthony Black. Oh, I think they're NBA players. But like when I listen to draft pundits right now, they're all great. They're not. The NBA is too hard. Making this league is too hard. All right, we're going to continue looking at some more of these numbers and breaking this down for you as we continue on today's show, which is brought to you in part by our friends over at Intercap Lending. And that friend is Steve Carter, and he is truly awesome. Uh, I actually talked to Steve just the other day. Dropped him a line. Phone rings. Great insight. Super complicated thing I was dealing with, trying to work various refi possibilities on a really good rate and whether I lose money and if I do it for long enough, does it work? And da, da, da. He was awesome. Moving around. You don't need all the details, but a lot. Intercap Lending has been in business for probably close to 50 years now. 2016, they brought it to Utah. 
and they've just exploded because they're hyper-responsive, they embrace change, they give you the borrow, great borrower experience, and they get deals done. Steve Carter's our own personal loan officer. I've never had anybody who's consistently more fabulous working with customers than Steve Carter. It's an absolute honor and privilege for me to send you to Steve Carter. I get excited every time someone emails me and says, oh, I need something on a loan. Then I can send you over to Intercap and Steve Carter can take care of you because he's that good. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. If you want to call Steve directly, make sure you mention Lockdown Jazz to get the discount. 385-885-28. You'll get our corporate discount at 385-885-28. On the other end, just email me at dlock09 at gmail.com and I will also make sure that we take care of you. So if you want to do that, feel free and we will uh, we will make sure that we get you taken care of from Steve Carter over at Intercap Lending. Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks. The NBA season might be over, but there's still a great deal of fun to have with Prize Picks. You can play daily fantasy each and every day. With You just pick two to six players, whether they'll score more or less. You can go play a little Major League Baseball. You can do it in soccer. You can do it in just about any sport you could possibly imagine, a little WNBA, and you're going up 25% of your money. No competing against other people. It's you versus projected uh, numbers available. Entries take 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe and fast and easy withdrawals. Current operational in 30 or more states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. Sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match for up to $100. Thank you so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all apps, all podcasts, places. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Uh, the data says that just five of the top 10 picks will become starters. Who are your five? In the YouTube chat, feel free to throw it out there. Five of the top 10. So if you go off the top 10 draft of uh, Kevin O'Connor, Victor Webanyama, I think would be one. Brandon Miller feels pretty comfortable too. Scoot feels three. Okay. Now you got to choose two more. Asura Thompson, Amon Thompson, Tyler Hendricks, Therese Walker, Cam Whitmore. Well, we got to have a starter somewhere in that group too, remember? So I'm going Cam Whitmore. Cason Wallace, Anthony Black. Who are your five? All right. Green room invite. Well, I got more data. We'll throw it to you here in a second. But green room invites are out. Here's what we have. Victor Webanyama, Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, Amon Thompson, Asur Thompson, no surprise. Cam Whitmore, Jarese Walker, Anthony Black, Taylor Hendricks, Grady Dick, Bilal Kulabai, Kaysen Wallace, Nick Smith Jr., Derek Lively, Kobe Bufkin, Jalen hood Shafino. So no surprises in there. That seems to be clear. Jet Howard, Jordan Hawkins, and Keontae George are the green room invites. The only, there isn't really much of any name, though no Leonard Miller in that group. No Bryce Sensbaugh in that group, which some people have projected higher. And then you get into Kobe Jones, Chris Murray, and, and those, Joe Jordan Hawkins is also in that. So a little bit of a surprise, but not a lot. All right, let's look at the Jazz picks specifically. So six through 10. We're at 9%. 1% chance of an MVP. 8% chance of an all-NBA player. So 9% chance of an all-star, of a high-level NBA player. 36% chance of a starter. 57% chance of a rotation player. 
right? Like we're like thinking to ourselves, guaranteed our ninth pick is going to be a rotation player. 57% chance. 16 through 20. And I agree, this one you could just, but the 15 and it, we could actually meld the 11 through 20 numbers probably here, but let's go 16 through 20. Nobody's been an MVP. 1% has been an all NBA player, though 8% of players from 11 to 15 have been. An, so you could really take that to like 4%. Pretty consistent, 22% have become starters in addition. So there's a big drop 11 through 15 to 16 through 20. 35% of players from 11 through 15 have become a starter. 22%, 23% from 16 to 20. So 16 through 20 is only 23% become a starter. And only 40% become a rotation player. 11 through 15 is 35% become a starter and 60% become a rotation player. I think we could go decide we're right in the middle there. Fair, maybe, not totally, because frankly, like there is a reason why it's top heavy. But if you just took the middle, which again, I don't think is totally right, you'd be at 28% starter and 50% rotation player. Okay, but like even if you do that, which I think is overly optimistic, the chances, the data says that one of our two first picks will become a rotation player. And that less likely that one of our, less than likely, below 50%, that one of our first two picks will actually become a starter. Right? Six through 10 is 36%. 16 through 20 is 23%. You take the middle number of those two, right? So that's, and then at the end of the first round, 25 through 30, 4% chance of becoming All-NBA. Interestingly, by the way, that's a higher number than 16 through 20 or 21 through 24. 19% becoming a starter. 23% chance of us getting a starter at 25 through 30, which is the exact same as 16 through 20. Rotation player drops to 33%. Here's a really interesting note on all this. Okay. One is from the 16th pick to the end of the first round, less than 50% of players become rotation players. The other one is that actually people draft pretty well. So here's the rate on rotation player starters by 63% the top five, then 36% the next five, then 35%, then 23%, then 25%, then 23%, top 10 picks of the second round, 12%, and then 3%. And rotation players, top five, 73%, six through 10, 57%. 11 through 15, 60%, basically the same. 16 through 20, 40%, then 40% again, then 33%, then top 10 picks of the second round, 22% and 10%. Kind of wild, right? Like they actually draft pretty well. If you have any questions on this, either send them to me at dlock09 at gmail.com Send them to me on Twitter at DLock09 or put them in the YouTube chat and I'll get them for tomorrow's show, our last show before I leave. I had to do this before I left. So let's just quickly review this before we get into some other stuff. 11 through 20 garners a rotation player 50% of the time. And garners a starter, just 11 through 20 if you take it, garners a starter... 28% of the time. 
Six through 10, which is our ninth pick, gets us a starter 36% of the time and a rotation player 57% of the time. The back half of the first round gets you a rotation player less than 50% of the time. In fact, less than 40% of the time. That's stunning. The back half of the first round gets you a rotation player less than 40% of the time. I should really edit that note. Funny, it's one note, it won't let me edit. 85% of picks 41 to 60 never make an impact. Here's non-impact, okay, bust. Here's your bust rate. Like, this doesn't count guys that float between, this is Epe Udo, who just got hired by Atlanta, one of my favorites, but he was a bust. Non-impact, one through five, one of 17%, one of the top five picks will likely be a non-impact player. Who? I want to hear it. One of the five, top five picks, will likely be non-impact. What's your guess? That question up right now. Type that in. Throw it up on the screen. Okay. 30%. Of players 6 through 15, so three of the players between 6 and 15 will be non-impact. If this draft is on the average of the last 15 years. Tony Jones, my good friend, tells you that, oh, this draft. Stop. This is my complaint. I love Tony. I'm glad he's doing all right. Okay, so three of the top three of 6 through 15 don't make it. Not bust. From 16 through 30. 16 through 20, it's 47%. 21 through 25, it's 55%. And 25 through 30, it's 56%. It's half the players. So who you, who you got? All right, I understand it's a downer. And maybe I just needed to do this for my own personal well-being because I was tired of like being told I was the only one being critical. This is the reality. This is not a criticism of these players. This is a statement of how incredible the NBA is. The league is so good and they're adults and it's so hard. Okay. I watched Leonard Miller and had some really kind of thoughts that have me perplexed about G League and Leonard Miller. I also watched Anthony Black, and I also watched Keontae George, and we'll touch on those guys as we continue here on today's show, uh, Locked on Jazz, with the reality check on the draft. Now we'll try to, we'll talk about some of these guys, and we'll pump them back up, because that's what we do. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. This app answers all of your needs if you are looking to go buy late game tickets or looking for tickets. here's my opinion on buying tickets off an app. One, you never know if you're getting the best price. Like, do you have to go check four different apps, download? No. Because what Game Time does for you is gives you the Game Time guarantee in which you're always getting the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference, okay? 
First one gone. Second one is like, oh my gosh, I do not want to buy tickets that are like they're on the market because they're restricted view or something else, or I don't understand the arena and where I am. Okay. So game time gives you views of all of your tickets and images of all your seat views. Solves that problem. Pretty great. And you can forget planning months in advance because I hate buying tickets. Like I just bought tickets for a concert coming up here in which frankly, it's a Saturday night in October. We're probably playing. I probably just wasted a hundred bucks. Stupid of me, but I didn't want to like get caught in the rush of it. So forget playing months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So you get the images. And then the last one is you buy your tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, and you never have to dig through them. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem LOCKEDONNBA code for $20 off. Download Game, Lo- game Time app, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So I watched the G League. You know what the bit I watched Baylor, Arkansas. Packed house, crowd going crazy, super energy, all sorts of pizzazz. And then I turned on a G League game. It's dark. There's like 150 people in the building. And it made me really wonder how we're evaluating G League players. Because that's not a great environment to play. Like I hear this stuff about Scoot Henderson and da-da-da. Yeah, I don't blame him now. Like I had a, and I watched a late game between G League Ignite and Sioux Falls. There were like 130 people in the building. Camera was dark. There was no juice. I was pretty impressed that Leonard Miller played hard. Leonard Miller played harder in that game than Keontae George played in the Baylor Arkansas game with a packed house. Same, like, and. The other one was really, they are playing adults. Remember BYU's guy, Micah? Eric Micah, I think is his name. Like, he's playing in this game. He's a grown man. Like, if he played in Baylor against Arkansas, he'd score 46, have 20 boards, and 10 assists. He'd kill them. Other than the college game sucks, so it'd be hard to figure it out. But generally, he'd kill them. So, it made me really optimistic about Leonard Miller. Because the environment is not good for a player to be to be like it's no juice, there's no vibe, and he's playing grown men, right? Like, Campagne was one of the guys on the other team. He's played a bunch of NBA games. Like he's like, and Miller put up massive numbers. Now, I'm a little concerned. Like I got he dropped three different ball, balls at three different times and missed two different layups where he had quick catches, quick catches to go up, which me, makes me wonder if he has good hands or not. Um, I thought his balance was a little off, which could be the same thing. And I thought his movement was a little wonky. Like he's not fluid. He's not like Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks runs the floor. It's like, phew. Leonard Miller's not fluid like that. Um, but he does run the floor. He does play hard. He does garner numbers. Like he grabbed like 16, 17 boards in the game. I watched like he puts up stuff. Kind of like him. Rotation player. Liked him off our conversation today. Um, like I didn't see a wild burst or some things that would make me go, oh, it's probably why he's about 15 or 16, but great body, plays hard, at it, little worried about the hands. Um, I watched Keontae George, Baylor guard, 
kind of too hard. He reminds me of Jared Bayless, longtime NBA player. First three shots he took got blocked. I don't know if that should bother me. The Arkansas defender's pretty good. Um, it wasn't Anthony Black. Uh, but I do get a little nervous that in college, your first three shots are blocked if you're supposed to be an elite athlete on the floor that's going to go play in the NBA. There's something about Keontae George's kind of demeanor and body that I like. I do wish he'd play harder. And maybe this, there were two different times, and to his credit, both these are going the offensive end, not the defensive end. There were two different times on the offensive end where he just never ran down the floor. The rest of his teammates did. And there was one time where he drove to the basket, got stuffed, and he just sat on the floor for an extra long period of time before he went the other way. I don't love that. Um, so Anthony Black, who I've now watched more than any other player because everyone loves him and I haven't seen it yet. I did see good passing and I did see height. I don't see the defense everyone's talking about. I don't see an explosion driving to the basket. I don't see him getting up over the top people and finishing. I just don't, I'm not seeing it. I'm missing the moments when it's happening. I'm watching the wrong games or something. So we'll see. Uh, John Hollinger came out with his free agent stuff on point guards and a bunch of stuff at The Athletic. I want to give it some real time, so let's do that tomorrow. Some really interesting comments about Taylor and Horton Tucker in that. We'll do that tomorrow for the everydayers. Um, I do want your questions on this whole draft thing. Feel free to throw me questions. I'll try to answer some during the day too as well. I'm doing a lot of packing and I'm around today, but uh, and it's a lot of work. But um, get get those to me on that. Um, super interesting, right? Like I'm taking definitely the negative kind of data-driven point of view to this. If you listen to Tony, he loves them. If you listen to Locked on NBA Big Board, they're pretty optimistic. Like everyone loves everybody right now. A lot of the bigger name guys, and that's not Tony and not locked in NBA Big Board, are beholden to agents. And so when they're talking about it, they have no choice but to say nice things or else it'll cause them a problem. I'm not. I'm just the one who's taking the guts to say that, like, I think it's going to be hard when we draft Therese Walker and everyone's in love. And I'm going to say, oh, gosh, that someone's going to come back to me and say, you said you didn't see him. So, yeah, it's going to be super interesting to me to watch. Like, beautiful passer, great body, plays the game right, good facilitator. Haven't seen explosion of the basket. Think he shoots on the way down. Concerned about how that translates to a longer shot. Yeah. Let's see. Great. Ochai Abaji, we would have said a lot of the same things about Ochai Abaji. He generally looked pretty good in his first year, but he's got ways to go still. And Walker stunned people. It's awesome. It's a great part of the journey. The NBA is awesome. And so it's super hard to break into the league and play. And college is not. Hope you are appreciative of the data and the perspective and don't feel it was a downer. Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Go listen to Locked on NBA Big Board and be uplifted. Have a great day. Thanks very much for tuning into the show.